Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So I seem to be surrounded by people pleasers, whether I'm talking about my personal life or I'm talking about people I work with. But it seems to me like there are a lot of people pleasers in the world. And so I tend to be the opposite of that. I tend to care less about what people think and often accidentally put my foot in my mouth. And so sometimes I say things and offend people. And although I don't want people to feel bad, I definitely don't care about what people think of me, not nearly as much as somebody who is a people pleaser by nature. And it's interesting because I get people in my practice who are people pleasers, and they will often kiss my ass and say things like, you're brilliant, and your ideas are the best, and you're so wonderful, and I don't know what I would do without you. And to be honest, I feel very uncomfortable with that because I know it's not about my skills per se. It's about their need to please, and they want to please me. And so I don't really take what they say super seriously because I know that they're trying to fulfill a need in themselves for everybody to like them and particularly for their psychologist to like them. And so there's actually a good documentary, 2020, Taylor Swift's Miss Americana. What I like about this is she really paints that picture of what it is to need people to like you and be happy with you. And she actually says it in the documentary. She talks about how she always needed people to think she was good. She always wanted to be good. And the idea behind this is like she could never disappoint anyone. And there is a scene in the documentary where she's probably about, she's probably like a tween at the time. And she's about to perform in front of a crowd and she walks out there and and she says, how y'all doing? And she's asking the audience how they're doing and doing so in a very kind of adult professional way. Now, mind you, she had been performing since she was a little kid, but it just kind of struck me how good she was at really focusing in on the crowd and making them feel comfortable. And this is the nature of a people pleaser. And now, after having seen the documentary, now I understand what drives people like Taylor Swift to superstardom. It is trying to please as many people as possible. And this is something that people pleasers deal with constantly. And 
the idea being that they need everyone to like them and they don't want anybody to ever think of them as a bad person. And this is a very difficult thing to achieve because ultimately people are going to make their choices about who they think you are. And sometimes it's not even fair. Sometimes people will not like you just because of the way you look. And I'm not saying that it's all related to racism or sexism or any of that stuff. It's more like, well, you kind of look like somebody who once bullied me, so I don't like you because you remind me of them. And in that situation, you really can't control someone's perception of you. But people pleasers become obsessed with the idea of controlling other people's perceptions of them. And they bend over backwards. And sometimes I hear about this in therapy. I will hear about them. I will hear a people pleaser say, well, I could tell that this person wasn't really interested in me, didn't like me. I saw that this person wasn't really very nice to me, and it seemed like they didn't like me. And it seems like we got off on the wrong foot. So I decided that I would bring them donuts or drive their kid home from school or whatever it is, the people pleaser ends up trying to do things for other people in order to change that perception, in order to make sure that what other people believe about them is all good things. And people pleasers also can't tolerate somebody else having a bad day or a bad experience. And they take responsibility for changing that. And they will also bend over backwards to make sure that nobody feels sad or uncomfortable or negative in any way. There is a belief on the part of people pleasers that they can somehow change what's going on inside another person's head. A lot of the times they want to change the narrative. They don't want people to believe anything negative about them or anyone else around them, and they will try to negotiate or they will try to put a positive spin on things or try to cheer people up and they will try to change around another person's belief about other people, about situations. So it's this idea that somehow they can change hearts and minds, I guess, is what people pleasers are trying to accomplish. And although I think the world positively reinforces them 
for being good people, people who are selfless, people who are trying to do what's best to make the world a better place, all of that. What ends up really happening, and I know this because I'm a psychologist and I hear the stories, if they're willing to tell them to me, if they are willing to tell me about how bad they feel on the inside. Because the thing that most of the world probably doesn't know about people pleasers is they are burned out on the inside. And you would never know this about them because they always speak in positive ways. They're always concerned for other people. They always put a smile on their face. They always make you feel comfortable. So you probably don't know what is going on on the inside. And so in that sense, they have controlled the narrative. They have controlled your perception, at least of them, which is what they were trying to do to begin with. But the reality is they are burned out because most people pleasers have been doing this for an entire lifetime and they haven't let up. They haven't stopped. They are on the clock 24 hours a day doing the job of people pleasing. And so what happens is they become exhausted. They spend so much time and energy bending over backwards so that other people feel more comfortable in their daily life. And so this can happen both emotionally and physically. Emotionally, they are that friend who is always willing to listen. And a lot of times they end up in relationships where they listen to somebody who likes to complain a lot. They will often end up being that, being sort of the punching bag for people who like to be negative and like to complain a lot and like to have problems and like to have drama and people pleasers are there. They answer the phone. They show up. And so people pleasers are there to listen no matter what, no matter how painful it is for them, no matter how tired they are, Because the worst thing would be for the person who is negative and complains all the time to feel uncomfortable or that no one was listening. And so the people pleaser will show up no matter how they feel on the inside. Now, physically, the reason they are exhausted is because they do show up for every event They are extremely thoughtful about every gift they buy, every event where support is expected. They will be there. They will show up early. They will help decorate. They will help clean up. 
They will do all of these things to be supportive and be that good friend or that good family member. And they become physically exhausted as well. And so after all of these years of people-pleasing and becoming emotionally exhausted, becoming physically exhausted, what the world really doesn't see is how incredibly resentful people-pleasers actually are. And that may be surprising to hear, that underneath it all, they really hate how often they are called upon to help others or how often they are expected to help. They get really angry, but they don't show it. They would never show it because they don't want you to think negatively about them or about yourself. And so they slap on a smile and they continue to show up and they're pissed. And I know this because I hear it in therapy sessions. I hear how difficult a people pleaser's life is, how exhausted they are, how angry they are, how sick of it all they are. And the thing about it is because people pleasers are so focused on the experience of other people that they are really terrible at practicing self-care. So much in the way that they know exactly what other people need and they are there to provide what other people need they are never able to come up with what they need. It's so far outside of their consciousness. If, as a psychologist, I turn around and ask them what they need to feel better, often the answer is not, oh, I could use a massage, I could use a vacation. Instead of that, it's often a look of confusion and the people pleaser will have to think about it because they have not very often thought about what they need to feel better. And they will think on it for a few minutes. And a lot of times what they will do is ask me, what makes you feel better? And it's not about me. And what works for me is not going to be the same thing that works for the people pleaser. Because we're all different in terms of what helps us to feel rested and refreshed. And then after that, I will get the honest answer, which is, well, it's not really worth my time to pursue self-care. I just don't have time for that. I have too many other people to think about. I can't really do that. It's just not worth it. And so this is what happens, is that 
people pleasers end up neglecting themselves so badly that they are actually often depressed on the inside and often don't even know it because they don't indulge themselves in thinking about their feelings too much because they're always focused on other people. But also, it can go as far as getting sick. And if you're not familiar with Gabor Mate, he is a physician who believes that most medical and mental health issues are caused by childhood trauma, psychological trauma. And so he has written a lot of books on this subject, and he's kind of a controversial figure because other medical doctors are not so happy with him saying what he says, and a lot of times he actually kind of insults them. But I had the pleasure of seeing him. He was a keynote speaker at a trauma conference that I went to a while back. And basically, he got up to the podium and he just started reading obituaries, one after another after another. And it was the obituaries of all of these people who had died of cancer. And he just kept reading the descriptions of who they were. Rose was a selfless individual who always put her family first and who always thought of others and who always gave. And John was a person who always made sure that other people felt comfortable and cared for, and on and on and on and on. And it was just about all these people who had died of cancer, who in their lifetime had spent most of their lifetime giving back to others. And although that's wonderful, and that the world does need people like this, it really does speak to the idea of getting sick because you have not practiced enough self-care, that you have neglected your body so much that you have developed a terminal disease. Not to say that cancer is preventable by doing A, B, and C to stop it from happening or to make it better. But what he's saying is that there is a certain personality type that is more susceptible to developing cancer than other personality types. And that is a person who is a people pleaser. And so if that's not a cautionary tale enough, then I'm not sure what is because this is the truth, that people pleasers are hurting on the inside and have neglected themselves in some way and need their own love and care and concern and support. 
And so if you know a people pleaser in your life, try, if you can, to take care of them in some way. They will usually probably try to turn it around and make it about you in some way, but don't let them. Give them care, give them space, give them understanding. And if you yourself are a people pleaser, start to think about what you need on the inside to feel happier, to feel rest, to feel refreshed. Think about what that would look like for you personally and try to at least give yourself a little bit of time in between your people-pleasing in order to take care of yourself so that you don't end up angry and resentful and depressed and sick because the world needs you. And so if you take care of yourself, you can only continue to do good things for others. And practicing self-care for all you people pleasers out there is a good model for other people to learn from. And so one of the things that happens, and I'm so grateful for this in therapy, is that I will get people pleasers coming into my practice who sometimes they're there because they want to help somebody else feel better, <laughs> as, as a people pleaser might do. Um, and they want to learn how to make somebody else better, but sooner or later it comes out. Once a people pleaser admits that they are a people pleaser, when they tell me, it's probably going to come out in our sessions that I might try to act like I'm getting better when really I'm not. And I just might say that in order to please you. And so I just want you to be aware of that. And I'm so grateful when a people pleaser can actually articulate that. It already means that they are on their way to getting better and healing. So be well. And thank you for listening.